so critically acclaimed. Okay, so we're going to start talking about the OC. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Just fair warning, it's been about more than four years since I've seen the show. So I didn't remember a lot of the plot lines. Like, honestly, I I watched for Seth and Summer. And I mean, who else? Like, who didn't, you know? So... I just didn't remember a lot of the plot lines. I had to go back and read like the description of what happened in every season because I really had no recollection of it. Um, so I'm sorry if I don't touch on every like dramatic moment and stuff because I just didn't remember it. And now I kind of want to rewatch it. And that's always the problem that I have is like all these shows that I kind of I realize I don't remember a lot of them. So I'm like, oh, I should rewatch it because I would like enjoy it, you know. But then I'm like, wait, but I still have to do the podcast on it, and then. I kind of prep for the podcast and I then ruin it for myself again. (laughs) But anyway, let's discuss. So we're going to start with relationships, of course, and we're going to start with the best one, Seth and Summer. By far, my absolute favorite couple on this show and the reason I watched, like I said, to be honest, the show kind of sucked and lacked well-rounded stories other than Seth and Summer, in my opinion. And I think it was probably also just because Ryan and Marissa were boring, but we'll get into that. Um... I just love Seth and Summer because Seth Cohen, as I mentioned in the first half of this like week's episodes, Seth Cohen is my favorite character. He's this amazingly nerdy yet cute guy who says what he's thinking, sometimes without thinking beforehand, but ends up okay in the end. He's also like not the classic jock or hot guy we would be interested in, like which is usually like Ryan's character, which is ironic because I think um if I if you ask most fans who they liked more, everyone would say Seth, just because he's like more relatable and witty, and like there's the banter, and like that's what I love. Um, so I mean that's really what always had me hooked. And like I said, like the banter and everything, he just kind of had this charm and the cute nerd thing. I'm telling you. So then pairing that with the super vain Summer, who only cared about her looks and social class and everything, where like the true opposites attract. And honestly, like Seth taught Summer so much, which is why she, in my opinion, is the most changed character throughout the show. Like. Um, and I mean, just like I think of all the characters, maybe like her and Luke probably changed the most throughout the whole show, like hands down. Um, but yeah, and I would also just say like there are so many scenes that I absolutely loved and I like watched some of the like, you know, clips on YouTube like, oh, Seth and Summer scenes and it was just like so cute and I love them. Um, but some of my favorites are, of course, of course, the mermaid story, which is like the first moment when we get to see the glimpse of Summer potentially liking Seth. Um, you know, my heart just melted when he remembered the mermaid poem and said it to, back to her. And then, I mean, ironically, you know, she stole it from somebody else, but it was like the thought and everything and was adorable of course the spider-man kiss um but that's like i more that's like iconic but more than that for me is the scene that leads up to it when summer's you know in the airport um with zach and she's supposed to be going to like italy or something for his the sister's wedding but then she sees this little kid playing with like toy horses and she thinks of seth so of course she leaves and we just love it um also, love the scenes where Seth is drawing Summer for the comic books. Lots of tension there. Um, the Valentine's Day episode, when Seth puts Summer on the spot to confess her feelings for him. Acknowledge me now or lose me forever. Love that. But also, fun fact, side note about that episode. So, Wilson Bethel guest stars 
as like he doesn't even I don't know if he has a name I think he has a name but he's a very small character in that episode he has a few scenes with Summer and it's great because Wilson Bethel plays Wade in Heart of Dixie which has Rachel Bilson as the star and Rachel Bilson plays Summer so this happened several years before and I put this on my TikTok if you're following you watch this um but I absolutely loved it because you see this scene between Summer and this other guy. But the actors then go on to play like um, in Heart of Dixie as Wade and Zoe. So it's kind of like foreshadowing and we just love to see it. It's super um, eerie, you know, when they like, I wonder if they then when they shot Heart of Dixie, they like looked back and noticed that. I, I always wonder because that's super cool. It's also weird because, you know, Wilson, Wil, Wilson, Wilson Bethel. It's hard to say Wilson Bethel, Rachel Bilson. Wilson Bethel has long hair in um, the OC's episode. So that's weird because like he has shorter hair. I don't support that. Um, but also he doesn't have an accent in the OC. So it's kind of weird to hear um, because in the heart of Dixie, he it's in the South. So he has a bit of an accent. Um, but I watch him now in the show. Um, what's oh my god what's the show called all rise and he doesn't have an accent there but for some reason i'm it's not as weird um okay but i absolutely love seth and summer they're probably like i was trying to think about this last night like my all-time favorite couples across like my tv shows number one would probably be lucas and peyton from one tree hill also spoilers if you haven't seen these shows i'm going to talk about one tree hill Grey's anatomy um what other shows uh, not Gossip Girl, not The Vampire Diaries. See, then I was going back and forth between like Jane the Virgin and um, man, what were they? I Oh, Gilmore Girls. So my top five relationships are probably Lucas and Peyton from One Tree Hill, um, Rory and Logan from Gilmore Girls, Seth and Summer from The O.C., um, Jackson and April from Grey's Anatomy, and man, there was a, I feel like Raphael and Jane from Jane the Virgin, but there was somebody else that was like more of a big deal for me. And I literally cannot remember the shows that I've done now in the past on the podcast. And it needs to come to me because it's driving me insane, but, um, I can't remember. (laughs) God, this is so difficult. Um, but anyway, I would say, oh, Oh, how could I forget? Of course. Um, Joey and um, Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Duh. So yeah, those are probably my like top five relationships, but that's a different thing. But Seth and Summer made the top five. Just wanted to share that. Okay. So then we have Ryan and Marissa. They were so awful together because their characters as a whole sucked, in my opinion. Ryan was supposed to be this really tough bad boy. And honestly, like, I never got those vibes from him. Like, I think he needed to be more brooding and have, like, a combination of, like, Damon from The Vampire Diaries and Liam from 90210. Like, he just didn't seem all that tough and, like, rugged and, like, dangerous in a sense. I don't know. Um, but he just seemed like a very flat character. So then pairing him with an even flatter character of Marissa just doomed their relationship. She was, of course, supposed to be the poor little rich girl who lived next door and is going through a rough time with her family. So she confides in the bad boy, tries to like rebel, get distracted in that world. She like smokes cigarettes and gets involved with like obviously drugs and alcohol. But Ryan wasn't so much of a bad boy, so it really didn't work. Um, she was super annoying, boring, always thinking everything was about her, trying to push her way through Ryan's life. Um, and then, like, 
drowning her problems in drugs and alcohol. It was just like because the fact that no one wanted her and all this. Like honestly, I just didn't really care for her. And I'm probably gonna maybe piss some people off, but I really didn't care that she got killed off. Like yes, season four was weird not having like a core member of like the main stars in the show, and they definitely threw in some random storylines to make up for it. Um, and people, a lot of people like were not happy with the last season and how it ended and everything, but I didn't really care for her character. She's probably one of my least favorite characters in all teen dramas. So I'm just going to say that. Um, but yeah, then we have other relation of Ryan and Taylor. To be honest, I wasn't super against this considering I hated Marissa's character, but she was definitely like Taylor was definitely a lot as a person. I'll say that she, of course, wasn't my favorite. She was very preppy and in your face, but at least like she wasn't flat like Marissa. Um, and then last relationship I'll kind of talk about was Kirsten and Sandy. Sandy Cohn was amazing. Probably my second favorite character a second obviously to Seth which makes sense because they're basically the same character just as like a younger older version at the end of the day though they were able to make their relationship work Sandy and Kirsten and be strong but they definitely had their ups and downs and I would 100% account them to Kirsten I didn't like her character honestly her drinking problem her constant like almost affairs with Jimmy and Carter like no thank you also Kirsten's character and like the actress she just totally reminds me of Lily Vanderwoodson from Gossip Girl does anyone else see that please let me know I mean it would again make sense because Gossip Girl was also Josh Schwartz and it took place in um like the affluent world and it took place right after the OC so the OC was 2003 2007 and then Gossip Girl was 2007 to 2012 um so naturally the mind like Josh Schwartz's mind was probably like pretty um synonymous between the worlds okay then some plot lines that I hated and honestly like I said in the first um at the beginning or something I don't remember the show a lot I had to read about them online and so some of the storylines that I really didn't like um, were things I distinctly remembered to this day and others I had to read about, like I said. Luke and Julie, like their little affair thing, that was cringeworthy. Um, Julie and Caleb's relationship, also not, no thank you. Fun fact, Kirsten's father, Caleb, the actor, also plays Anders in Dynasty. Um, didn't realize that until I looked it up and I was like watching some scenes from the OC and I'm like, oh my God, he's so young. I don't know if it's the same person, but then I'm like, oh wait, it's been like a good 15 years. So, uh, that makes sense. Um, also something that bothers me in the plot line and you guys aren't going to be shocked if you listen to my kissing booth or Greek episodes, Seth and Summer struggles to get into college and figure out long distance. Like, This made absolutely no sense to me because it doesn't align with the realities of college. In no world does Summer get into Brown and Seth doesn't. Like, come on, that just doesn't add up. Granted, Summer really, like, worked hard towards the end to, like, make up for everything. And there were small moments where you notice, like, things about Summer that obviously, like, she doesn't um, put on display a lot of times because, you know, when you see Summer and you first meet her, she's this very vain person and she only cares about looks and, like, who she's dating and the social hierarchy and that kind of stuff. Um, But then there's, like, small pockets of her that you learn about and that's what makes you love her. But I saw one scene where, you know, we learned that she's a candy striper in the hospital and um, she was like talking to Seth about how she read Madame Bovary like five times. And that was obviously shocking to him. So I feel like 
maybe if she dug deep, maybe in her like application, she found more of those things and highlighted it. I don't know. But it just seemed very weird that like Seth didn't get in and Summer did. I also didn't love that whole storyline then when like Seth was trying to find himself and I just, it was a lot. But then that brings me into probably the worst plot line on this whole show people were annoyed about was in season four, Summer's whole save the planet phase absolutely despise this obviously it was like a coping response to marissa's death but it was so difficult to watch and her like being with chris pratt's character i forget his name i think it was like his name was che i don't know if i'm pronouncing it wrong right c-h-e but um it was super you know like her not showering and it was very weird and uncomfortable and i just was waiting for her to like get over it and be done with it the whole, okay, then other things I didn't like were the whole bait shop stuff. Also just seems super unrealistic, this place for underage kids to be able to hang out. Also, Alex and Marissa didn't really like them together. Um, like, that was not, like, I think it was unfair because, like, Marissa, we knew she was going to be with Ryan. So, like, what was the point? Um then we got to talk about some villains. I would argue that when it comes down to the villains, Oliver is worse than Volchek. Yes, Volchek killed Marissa, but Oliver was much more diabolical since he befriended Marissa and then like manipulates her and is probably psychotic for the whole like trying to insert himself into the friend group and then almost killing himself unless she hooked up with him. Like, what was that? That was like, that was super weird. Okay, then we got to talk about the big guest stars on this show because they had so many. Some of them played more minor characters while others played more like recurring roles and pretty surprising, but we're going to talk about all of them. So first we have Olivia Wilde as Alex. We just mentioned her. Marissa's girlfriend worked at the bait shop. Um, Apparently, she first auditioned for Marissa and it was down to her and Misha Barden. But in the end... um, they chose Misha Barton because they were, they were like, Marissa's character needed to be saved by Ryan, obviously, and they thought Olivia Wilde needed no saving, but they still wanted to, her to be in this show somehow, so they brought her in as Alex's character. Then we have Chris Pratt as, like I said, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Shay, Shay Cook, the weird activist who hung out with Summer. It's just super fun to see a young Chris Pratt like that. Chris Pratt was also in this show called Everwood when he was younger. That was also on the CW seed where I watched the OC and I watched some of uh, Everwood, but I didn't make it fully through. That one had like a lot of people in that show. They had um, Emily Van Camp who plays in um, who played in Revenge and now is in The Resident, also Chris Pratt, and then Sarah Drew, I think that's her name, the girl who plays April in Grey's Anatomy, um, and this other guy who was in um, the show Rookie Blue, I can't remember his name though, but there were a lot of, um, a lot of like well-known people before they blew up like as like teenagers um their first roles or like very young roles in this show Everwood um if you're ever interested in watching it it's pretty interesting um but I like I said I can't fully like recommend it because I only watch like part of season one um but then we have more guest stars Shailene Woodley played Marissa's younger sister Caitlin but was then recast with Willa Holland who we know from Gossip Girl um max greenfield was only in like one episode i think but he plays a younger sandy in the flashback episode which i love because it's literally perfect i mean sandy and schmidt 
both share that same like Jewishness. Um, you know, we love it. But I mean, obviously, Max Greenfield isn't um, Schmidt like the same person. But like, you, you can't see Max Greenfield and not think of anyone but Schmidt. Um, Paul Wesley as Donnie, the crazy guy who shot Luke. Obviously, Paul Wesley is Stefan Salvador from The Vampire Diaries. Kat Graham from The Vampire Diaries was also in an episode as Ryan's friend Kim. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Sandy's friend from jail. Jeffrey Dean Morgan played in Supernatural and as Denny Duquette in um, Grey's Anatomy. Bella Thorne played in um, the show as a younger Taylor Townsend, so that's fun. Um, And then we have Paris Hilton, who... I don't think she played, I don't know if she played herself or just some like random person in the club, but I have, it makes like complete sense. It was the early 2000s and Paris Hilton was everywhere and like the hills, all that kind of stuff. Um, But I have a small thing to say about Paris Hilton that I only recently learned. It's going to make me sound so dumb, but I promise I'm not. I legitimately didn't make the connection that Paris Hilton was related to like, like her last name, the like Hilton was associated with like the Hilton hotel franchise. I have no idea why I didn't put that together, but I'm so, like, I feel so dumb retrospectively, but please don't think I'm dumb because I just feel like that's hilarious. Lucy Hale was also in the show as one of um, Caitlin's friends, and then Annalyn McCord, who played Naomi from 90210, also guest starred. So a lot of, like, very well-known people now who went on to star in, you know, major drama shows and stuff. And then the last thing we have to discuss are, of course, fun facts. Some of these were mentioned in my TikTok, um, if you've watched those. So sorry for repeating, but there are some new ones as well. So Chad Michael Murray, who, of course, is iconic, and I love him, early 2000s OG heartthrob, forever and always. I'm still in love with him, even though he's like, probably late 30s or 40 and like has two kids and all that um but he was offered a role in the OC it I couldn't find out which one but I'm guessing it was Ryan um but he passed so he could be in One Tree Hill and in my opinion that was a smart move obviously you guys know I love One Tree Hill it's my favorite drama tv show of all time so i say it's a smart move because i'm glad he was on one tree hill but also from the standpoint that like i think it was a smart move that one tree hill went on longer than the oc was it was you know nine seasons whereas um the oc is only four granted chad michael murray is not in the entirety of the series um but it was i think you know, the fact that the show went on longer and it was more successful and it's much more well known than the OC. Like when you, cause like that's the, the special thing, you know, about all these shows that aired on the CW or Freeform like years, years ago before, like when I was like, like I said, the OC came out in 2003, I was five years old. I obviously was not watching the OC when I was five years old, but the beauty of all these streaming platforms that now like teenagers and young adults um, who didn't grow up watching it can like rediscover these shows. And so like so many teenagers and young adults have watched One Tree Hill and have heard of it much more, I think, than the OC. Um, so I think that was like a good move on his part. But also, you know, who knows? Maybe if Chad Michael Murray was in the OC, it would have done better. You know, we have no way of knowing. But tangent. So then we have um, the Coens. Their last name was almost the Needlemans instead, which I, that sounds weird. So I'm glad they stuck with the Coens. Also, the fact that they were going like Jewish, you know, they had to keep it more like quintessential and Cohen is like such a classic Jewish name. Um, 
Summer was only supposed to be a recurring role, and she only had three lines in the pilot episode, but then as the show went on and fans um, started to get more invested in her character and probably her and Seth's relationship, the, they ended up upping her to a series regular, and thank God they did because, I mean, without Seth and Summer, I wouldn't have watched. The creators also actually regretted not doing more with Anna and Luke's characters. They thought about putting them in like an opposite detract kind of couple, but honestly, I don't see in what world that would have been possible, especially since they already had like Seth and Summer as sort of the social circle opposites in a relationship. Um, and they even considered giving Anna a spinoff show, but they never did. Um, but of course that also meant that they played around with all the different types of romantic combinations like Marissa and Seth, Ryan and Summer. I mean, like, could you imagine that would have been super, super weird. Um, okay. Then speaking of relationships, Adam Brody, who plays Seth Cohen and Rachel Bilson, who plays Summer Roberts, they dated for a majority of the show. Um, much like a lot of co-stars who are faking a relationship on screen ends up doing, um, but they broke up towards the end of the show, but then they obviously still had to film, so it was kind of awkward. Um, but the, and that was in another one of my TikTok. But it was not as bad as like other exes that have had to work together after obviously breaking up. Um, also, interestingly, producers hated Adam Brody because he didn't bother to learn his lines. And so when they were casting him, I guess they didn't see anyone they liked. So they're like, oh, just bring him back. And then I guess somehow they liked him. I don't know. But then also the network didn't love Seth Cohen's character. And they didn't even put him on the posters for the show, which is just mind boggling because he's the reasons like reason I watch. And I feel like so many people think he, he's the best character on the show, which is just crazy. Also, this was very scandalous. Another major, major fun fact. Misha Barton, who plays Marissa, she accidentally told Access Hollywood in an interview that Marissa died an hour before the episode aired. So she was got she got in like so much trouble for that. And that was a huge scandal, especially considering like how major that plot line was because it was totally unexpected, out of the blue. So then the fact that it got leaked was just like insane um also fun fact there is a sandy cohen public defender fellowship at the berkeley law school in honor of sandy cohen which is pretty funny the famous chrismica in this world of the oc which we love christmas and hanukkah combined was almost called hanimus which sounds so weird um and lastly, I mentioned in the first half of this episode, the OC ended up inspiring shows like Laguna Beach, The Hills, and the Real Housewives series, which makes sense, you know, Orange County, rich people, all that lifestyle. So that's all I have to say about the OC. Again, I apologize if I didn't hit on everything. It had been a while, so that was as much as I could get through. But again, just please make sure to keep tuning in to the podcast. I post new episodes every Monday. Um, most of the time I do TV shows, but you know, if I want to change it up and just kind of share my favorite movies for some genre or something, I'll do that. But most of the time I'm focusing on giving recommendations for shows and, you know, you can obviously tell the type of genre I do. So my whole thing is, you know, if you like shows like this, you'll probably like shows like this. So if you like The O.C., you'll probably like Gossip Girl, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but 
Otherwise, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on whatever platforms you listen to. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you know, if you want, please leave a comment, you know, a rating. I would love to get some actual feedback and read some people's like thoughts on my podcast, things I'm doing good, things you want me to change, maybe things you want me to add, things you want me to do in the future. I don't care. Literally, I'm so open for it. I love recording this podcast, as I say it, every single week. Also, a huge, huge, huge thank you to everyone who's been following me on TikTok. I literally cannot believe that I've reached over 10,000 followers and that I got like... um thousands of followers in the last week. I mean, I think I'm at like 11,000 followers now or a little bit more than that. And it literally happened in a span of a week. And also insane, insane that I have two videos now that have reached over a million views, one of them reaching over 2 million views. I, I can't believe it. Like the Easter eggs, I absolutely love them. And I mentioned it last week if you didn't listen, but I really just do this podcast and the TikTok Easter eggs because I love these things about TV shows and movies and just want to share them and talk about them. And hopefully then there are other people who enjoy them. And clearly there are people who enjoy them as much as um, I do. So I see all your comments when you're saying, I screamed at the TV when I saw this. I like completely couldn't believe it. I have been there. I screamed at the TV. I fall out of my chair when I see these things on TV. So I'm so glad that there are other people like me who get like joy from these simple things. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for all the um, recommendations and further examples that you've given to me. I've literally filled like pages in a notebook with all of your examples and will be doing them. Also, I know I'm not an influencer and you guys probably don't care about anything about me, my personal life or anything, but if there's any interest, like I will go live on TikTok. I know that's a thing people do. I haven't ever done it, um, but you know, if you guys send in questions or anything, I don't know, like maybe I'll do it. Like just talking about my favorite shows. I mean, that's the thing though. You can listen to my podcast if you really want to get to know me more because I just talk about everything I love on there. So that's all, but be sure to be following me on TikTok and Instagram if you're not at Not So Critically Acclaimed. Also, if you hadn't gotten the chance yet, this is the last thing I'll say and then I'll get off because I know I'm I'm um, running on, but I was able to collaborate with somebody on um, this podcast called Lights, Camera, Analysis, and it's very different from my podcast in that they um, talk about they talk about movie every week, or I don't, I think it's every week, and but they talk about it much like more deeply and from hence the name analysis perspective. And they try to, you know, discuss more important topics and important issues and how movies have gone on to portray things like, you know, mental health, gender equality, all that kind of stuff. So I collaborated with them and was a guest on their latest episode of their podcast, which was all about my favorite movie of all time, She's the Man. Now, I have talked about She's the Man before on this podcast in the top 22 rom-coms for my birthday edition back in April, um, but I only really talked about the plot line. So if you've seen the movie and you kind of want to hear a little bit more about it, I talked on the not so, not not the not so critically acclaimed podcast, on the Lights, Camera, Analysis podcast um, about like gender issues and, you know, analyzing the film a little bit more than I do on my platform where I just kind of talk about my favorite scenes and lines and jokes and whatever. So if you are interested in that, please check it out. I have um, posted in my story from on Instagram from yesterday. I'm not sure if it's still up, but um, 
you can find them if you look up lights camera analysis on any streaming platform for podcasts you can find it so please check that out but otherwise that is all for the not so critically acclaimed podcast thanks for listening and i'll talk to you guys next week bye